Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everyone. It's James Vagley here from the MBA podcast, and I have Ash Plasted with me as always. How are you, Ash? Doing really, really well, James. And yourself? Likewise. I'm great. I'm great. I'm here to talk today about the success trap. It's one of our five traps that we share with mortgage brokers all around, around the world. And a lot of our listeners might be thinking, hang on, how can success be a trap? But it is, and it's actually one of the worst, and it can actually be very hard to get out of, can't it, Ash? Well, yeah, and the reason is, James, I mean, a lot of people think trap is something that's obvious. Like, there's a bear trap, don't stand in it. Okay, that's easy. But the success trap is actually something that a lot of brokers, brokers desire. So, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, when you hear a broker complaining or, or, or stuck in being overwhelmed with business and workflow, a broker that's starting out or is not doing as well might aspire and go, you know what, stop complaining. I wish I had your problem. So this is the danger of the success trap. It's actually something that brokers at one point desire. You know, oh, I wish I was so busy and money was coming out my, you know, my 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 sleeve of my shirt. You know, I could deal with that. You know, that so that your brokers actually desire this success trap, but when it actually overwhelms them, they wish that they had done something about it before they got there. So that's why it's such a deadly trap, James, because it comes camouflaged as something that you desire. That's true. That's true. Let's. Let's explain to the listeners what it even is. So the success trap for everybody listening is you're a mortgage professional, you, you get your start in the industry, and if you're good at what you do, you very quickly become in demand. People start talking about you. The phone starts ringing, there's word of mouth, referrals are coming in the door, you're forging partnerships, emails start coming in, and very quickly, and this can be after a matter of just weeks, months, sometimes years, it depends from broker to broker, but there's a point where you become in demand. And in actual fact, it's more than just in demand. You end up drowning in work and you end up working nights and then you're working weekends. And then before you know it, you haven't had a holiday in five years and you are in this success trap because you are successful from the outside. You're making good money. You've got to so-called good business, but you are trapped by it. You cannot get out. It all relies on you. You can't leave. You can't keep up with all the work. And it is a big, big problem, isn't it, Ash? We see it actually happening a lot for brokers that we work with. They come to us because they're good at what they do, but it's now become their biggest problem. Well, well, absolutely. And I've lived and breathed that experience. And also, of course, we deal with it a lot with our members, you know, and it's one of the, you know, one of the, the reasons that the success trap kicks in is because we come to this business 
wanting to solve problems. And solving problems means we get good at everything. We get good at finding customers. We get good at working out their problems and finding the right product. And we get good at seeing that client through to settlement and fighting to the death and doing all of those things that define getting paid, right? What happens, of course, and this happened to me, and we see it a lot with members, is your identity gets tied up with doing everything. You know, and that's the mindset that brokers get stuck in. It's like your identity becomes the guy or the girl that can fix everything. So you've got to do everything. So that that's a difficult mindset to shift. And we see that a lot when members come to us that are doing well, got decent volumes. Um, and then we've got to work with them to start to pull them away from doing everything and to delegate and to trust other people to do things. And it's not that they don't trust other people. It's just that they've become so self-identified with doing everything themselves that even though they're about to, you know, to crash and burn, they still find it hard to shift that mindset. So that's where we do obviously do a lot of work with members. And I've personally lived that experience, um, you know, myself, um, you know, which we'll talk about later where, you know, my identity was the guy who can fix everything. And it's very hard to let go of a piece of the process when your identity is tied up with it working perfectly. Yeah. One, one interesting thing I find about the success trap is that most people don't even realise they're in the success trap. And of course. <laughs> there, there are, there's a lot of, uh, you know, quote unquote, successful mortgage professionals around the world that would be the envy of 90% of the industry from the outside, super successful. Uh, we're privy to sort of see behind the scenes uh, of a lot of the uh, successful brokers and mortgage professionals around the world. And what often happens is the successful from the outside making good money, obviously very busy. It's a it's a giant mess behind the scenes. And that person is 100% trapped and that business is 100% reliant on them. So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, why this is such a big problem because yes, we all want to be successful. We want to make lots of money and we want to be the top dog, but then it's, I think a lot of people don't realize what that actually means. Uh, becoming Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, sorry, James, I didn't mean to, to cut you off there, but you're so right. And this is something that, you know, we're both very passionate about because we see the after effects of it, of course. Um, we're like the surgeon, you know, we get to open up the patient and see what's wrong, whereas most people only see what's on the outside. And it's an industry that rewards performance. It rewards volumes. It recognises and um, elevates high-volume producers that do lots of settlements, that get lots of this and get lots of that. So the industry is partly to blame in the way that it um, gives um, accolades to the top 100. You know, who does the most volume is the winner. Who does the most loans is the winner. So everybody's on this treadmill. I've got to do more. I've got to do more. I've got to do more. Don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with doing lots of business and making lots of money pursuant to whatever it is that you define as success and, and freedom. But the bit that's missing, and maybe the industry needs to give an award for the best balanced business or the best systemized business. That's what I'd like to see. Um, you know, irrespective of volumes, who's who's running the most successful business working 38 hours a week? 
let's see that award. Me too. Now, and I'm only half joking, but, you know, I would because it seriously would demonstrate a focus on what we, you know, dealing with the success trap, which is just not all about numbers and and external visibility. It's about internal balance and harmony, which only comes about when you break the success habit, or not the success habit, the success trap. Success is a great habit to have, but we've got to stop defining success purely around numbers. That's true. That's true. And and that's why you probably won't see many, if any, of our members in the top 100 list, because that's just one person doing a lot of volume. Uh, our members are building businesses. They're not just high producing loan writers. And there's a big difference there. Um, yes. And, and I've been around for a long time. And, and so have you. And we've, we've seen these stories. They're a dime a dozen. Um, I won't name any names, but, you know, I've worked with I've personally worked and been colleagues with mortgage professionals who have been victims of the success trap um, from being very good at what they do to the point where they're having thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar months in upfront commissions, and six months later leaving the industry because they're burnt out and they've they've had enough. And that's a real shame because you know some of these people are amazing at what they do if they had just recognized that trap and, and actually done something about it and there's name after name after name of people that are great at what they do but are actually at the same time a victim of that success and again we, we say it a lot in these podcasts you know these issues they lead to stress too much stress ultimately leads to burnout um, and on the business side what we also see happening is this actually is leading to missed opportunities because there's no capacity, everything is fly by the seat of the pants, and that means that quality is suffering, it means that opportunities are going missing, and most importantly, the business can't actually grow. If you're in the success trap, if anyone listening is in the success trap right now, the reason you're in the success trap is because you're good at what you do, and you now spend 110% of your time just trying to keep up with all the inbound inquiries. Now, as we know, Ash, if you're spending 110% of your time, and I mean that, you know, you can't have more than 100%, but in this instance, I mean it in a true sense that you are actually going backwards in time. You know, you have 110% uh, of work staring you at the face. You now have mm. zero, in fact, negative time to do anything about it. You have not a spare minute to even think about how to escape that trap, how to build a team, how to systemize, how to actually build the business from a point where you can't even keep up with the emails and the phone calls and the deals. So it's a real tricky one. Oh, it's, it's horrible. And I mean that. I mean, I've lived this in my life and I... I liken it to a skyrocket. When you launch a skyrocket, it goes up quickly with a lot of sparks and dazzle and speed and momentum. And everyone goes, wow, look at the skyrocket. How amazing is that? What they don't see is that skyrocket running out of energy, running out of energy. And when it turns, guess what happens to a skyrocket? It falls very quickly in a way that's almost impossible to turn around. Now, I've been through that. I, I you know, early in my career, I lived the life of a skyrocket. Shot out of the shot out of the you know the the bolt hole at a million miles an hour, 
got success very quickly, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward three or four years and my skyrocket crashed to earth very quickly because I did get stuck in the success trap. I was doing everything, working long hours, and I didn't have anyone around me to identify, listen, Ash, you know, you're a skyrocket, mate. You know, you may feel like you've got momentum, but when it turns, it'll turn very quickly, which is what happened. So what we want, of course, James, is not skyrockets. We want people to, you know, to self-identify and, you know, mortgage pros listen to this, you know, to this podcast, to self-identify where you are and to look for direction and support and guidance as to how do I continue momentum but pivot a little bit to, you know, to, I guess, cure myself of the success trap. And, of course, that's what we do with our members day in, day out. But it starts with a bit of self-awareness and self-identification that, you know, it's not all 100 miles an hour upwards. You know, you do need to be able to stop and take a breath and then keep going rather than all up and then all down. You do. You do. You do have to take a breath. And that's why I think escaping the success trap is one of the hardest things to do because the only way to actually escape the trap is to do the one thing that you don't want to do, which is things like saying no and turning off the tap, so to speak. That's almost like, you know, you've got a, a line of people out the door wanting to use you and each one of them is worth, you know, a couple of thousand dollars for ha- perhaps. And you're saying to shut the door. You know, people are thinking, you're crazy. I'm not shutting the door. But the only way to get out of the success trap is actually to take a step back. And that's what we do with our members, Ash. You know, when someone is in the success trap, the first thing we do, of course, is recognize it. And we put in place systems and we have some key strategies that we use, as you know, to get time back. Because the problem with the success trap is there's no time to even escape the trap. So we are taking back time by saying no and doing some other smart things. And then when we get that time back, we're then building team and systems in order to then leapfrog and leverage from that point. So the hardest thing about it is actually taking a step or two back in order to take four, five or six or even 10 steps forward. And that's when most people come undone because they will not take just that little step back. They keep redlining it and they keep they keep pushing and they keep pushing and thinking that I'll just work harder and work longer hours when the only real way to get out of the success trap is by essentially taking a pay cut for Mm -hmm. a very short period of time in order to build a real business that will effectively end up doubling or tripling your income. Well, man, I think the hustle myth has got a lot to answer for here, James. You know, this, uh, this perception across the world, across all industries, that the pathway to success in anything is to outwork everybody, to out-hustle everybody. And look, I grant it, there is a time when you do need to do that. Like a jumbo needs a lot of energy to get off the ground, right? But you can't go with that amount of energy the whole time. There is a time when you've got to go, you know what? Sit back, turn on the autopilot and find your cruising altitude. altitude. And there's very, very little support, advice, and you use the right word, intervention in this industry to 
guide mortgage pros and business um, operators on how to do that. And to be honest with you, for me personally, I mean, having been through it myself, I feel almost it's where I get the most enjoyment out of what we do, James, as coaches and mentors and advisors for mortgage professionals, is to be able to step in, intervene, and take that position of someone who's been through it and to help our members, you know, step out of that maelstrom, that storm, into the eye of the storm a little bit because you've got it because it's all swirling around you. So we help them find the eye of the storm um, so then they can build a strategy, get some time back, design and execute a strategy that allows them to continue on in a sustainable way. That's, you know, I, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm sure I'm right to say, though, that, you know, you get a hell of a, a kick out of that. I know that I do. Um, and, of course, we know the, the ingredients, you know, to the success trap are systems and staff and processes and self-care. Of course, it's one of the things that gets forgotten in the success trap is self-care. And I mean nutrition, you know, health, your mental health, your physical health, your diet, your quality of time with your family, which does feed a lot of guilt and shame about not spending time with your loved ones. So all of these things become this treadmill that even though you're going, I, I know I need to get off and I know I should get off, but I can't get off. Well, I mean, that's essentially what we do is step in. And we know, like, I don't know, James, we could tell a dozen stories about, you know, members of ours who've had those life-changing breakthroughs where they've been able to get off the treadmill and reclaim control over their life and their business. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's there's tons of them. I love the word intervention, by the way. It, 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 it needs that, I think, to... I, brokers need an intervention in some ways. When we bring this up, we we bring this topic up at the events we run, and I, this is one of the ones that calls out to a lot of brokers. Yep, they put their hand up. I'm in the success trap. That's kind of the first step, isn't it? Recognizing yes. I am in the success trap, and then you you do need an intervention, someone to actually come in and say something's got to change, or else nothing's going to change. We've seen members come in to working with us that are doing, uh, let's call it three or $4 million in loans per month. And they're doing it, redlining it, success trap, nights, weekends, 100 hours a week, crazy. And we have this intervention and we get them time back and we install some smarter projects. And then lo and behold, 12 months later, they're doing $10 million or more uh, working less than they were before. So it does require an intervention and it does require some change. And um, although the solutions are actually fairly simple in some respects, you know, say no, recognize it's a problem. Take the foot off the gas just a little bit in order to fix the, the problem and build capacity. But doing that is actually a much harder thing to do mentally and you know, when you're so close to the business, it's actually very hard. So that's why um, I think people come to us to help escape that trap. And it's, it's one of our favourite ones to get people out of because when you're successful but just can't see the forest for the trees, that's where we get so many uh, brokers and businesses doubling and tripling very quickly when they escape this mm. trap. Oh, it's, it's a really pernicious and dangerous trap for the very 
definition of it. The word success, you know, means that, you know, for a broker to actually step back and saying, I'm going to break the success trap, deep down inside, you know, without help, they feel as though they're admitting they don't want to be successful or they're admitting I can't handle it or they're admitting, you know, their identity that they've been running hard with for the last two, three, four years is wrong. That's a very difficult step to take on your own. So all I would say to anybody listening to this is, you know, reach out to coaches, mentors, reach out to us, get some external intervention from somebody who's going to tell you as it is, not as you see it from inside the jar. You know, get somebody outside to come in. We all need that, whether it's diet, fitness, um, you know, some sort of meditative habits, you know, but particularly for business with the success trap, James, I have not seen in my lifetime, and I've been at this a long time, I've had seven or eight different mortgage businesses before becoming a full-time coach, very, very, very few self-intervened mortgage operators who've been able to self-identify, slow down, stop, and reroute their business all on their own. Interesting. And that's part right. of the success trap's danger, right, is people feel... They sh- you know, it's sort of tied to the pride trap a little bit that people find it very hard to reach out for help because that's almost admitting that I can't handle things. Mm. And all of this is related, of course. One thing that sparked when you were when you were talking is the fact that we haven't talked about this yet, that this, there's another angle to the success trap. And it's that a lot of people can get to a point where they believe that they are successful. That's actually another side of the success trap. So it's, uh, for example, someone that maybe worked in a bank um, and then became a mortgage broker. And six or 12 months later, they have grown fairly quickly and they've got to the point where they're maybe they're earning as much money or more money than they ever did working in the bank. And they're working really hard. And so in their mind, they are super successful and kicking goals. But without that external view on their situation and business to tell them, actually, hang on, what you're doing is, is, is pretty good, but you're not even close to where you should be or could be with your level of knowledge and skills. That's another, that's another aspect to the success trap that uh, we see a lot and I want you to maybe speak to is just the fact that it's almost a limiting mindset that someone says, okay, I've come to the industry. I'm now making six figures. I've made it. I'm successful. Yep, I'm making <laughs> hundred grand a year, but I'm working 70 hours and I drive a nice car. I'm successful. But uh, they wouldn't even imagine the potential of earning five or 10 times that working less. Uh, so there's that almost the definition of success. I think we should also talk to you briefly. Yeah, absolutely, James. And this is one of my favourite areas, of course, tied into mindset, but but also specifically as it applies to this industry. And you've just identified one of the key drivers there, or a couple of them, actually. And one is the industry's definition of success. And even if it doesn't explicitly define it, everything about the mortgage industry, success is wrapped around numbers and volume. You see it on all the top broker lists. You see it... um, you know, uh, in interviews on a lot of other podcasts and you see it in the coaching industry, dare I say it, that, you know, a lot of a lot of coaches in the mortgage industry say, just copy me. 
I'm I'm a billion dollar broker or I've written all of these loans. And you see it in the industry getting speakers to come to events from far flung parts of the world, travel overseas, come and present. I've written a billion loans. Just do what I did. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because you're not them. There's very, very little what I would call tailored, customized advice and mentoring that's built around guiding somebody who's driven, who wants to be successful and is quite happy to work long hours for a period to take them through a transformation into a sustainable way to do that. There's very, very little advice around that. And it starts with a mindset shift to your point and which you started with, James, about switching away from your definition of success having a dollar sign in front of it to your definition of success being a dollar sign plus hours, plus quality time, plus health, plus sustainability. All of those things need to go into the definition of success. Yes, we all like winning premierships. We all like writing numbers. We all like to be measured, or most of us, a lot of people do. Nothing wrong with that. But if that's the only definition of success, that's a fast track to the brick wall. It is. I'd suggest to, to anyone that's in that or, or not doesn't realise that they might be in that success trap is it's all about the people you hang around with. It's if you hang around people that are more successful than yourself, then your definite success is going to change. Whereas if you don't, you could have a very limited view of what's possible. And I mean, that's that's a famous quote, I think, from. Uh, I don't know if it's a quote, but it's definitely a saying that people attribute to Oprah Winfrey. And she says something along the lines of, um, you know, because she, she grew up in, you know, uh, fairly, uh, I guess, in poverty in some ways. Um, I'm not mm. sure if I'm getting that right. But she says that if it wasn't for the books that I read, I probably wouldn't be here today or something along those lines. And that's... I guess that's part of the success trap. It's like the only way to get out of it is to surround yourself with people who are doing bigger and better things than you so that you can open your eyes to what's possible. And I just thought I'd touch on that because I thought it's another aspect that we hadn't planned to talk about, but it's a real big one too. Oh, and that's that taking that step backwards. And and look, I guess sort of in a way summarising or wrapping this topic up a little bit, James, um, you know, getting advice or intervention voluntarily is the key. Now, you, you mentioned Oprah Winfrey, and there's a lot of other examples of people who sought out external intervention, had the self-awareness to go, you know what, this is not sustainable. I need someone from outside to come in. And, you know, then it becomes a case of well, finding the right person. So my, my sort of, um, my, my advice, I guess, drawn from my experience is, to get intervention voluntarily before intervention is thrust upon you in a way that is not good and can be life-changing in a not good way. You know, get intervention yourself. So seek out whether it's coming to, you know, um, guys like us who focus on this stuff um, or, or somebody in your circle who can give you some honest advice about what you're doing uh, and direct you in a sustainable way just start there sounds good ash and uh you know when i guess in a bit of a wrap for the success trap we know that well working harder 
is just not sustainable. There's only 24 hours in the day. There's only so far you're going to get with working harder and longer. And the main thing is working harder is not a sustainable proposition and it's not a real business. You know, what we do is help brokers build real businesses that work with or without them and become extremely successful at the same time. So it's, you know, that's what each and every one of our listeners should be aspiring to do is to, yes, be successful, but do it in a way that is also building a real business that works with or without them. And I guess my parting thoughts for everybody listening, if you're in this position and you're putting your hand up you know, physically or mentally that, yep, I think I'm in the success trap. Well, as you said, Ash, the first thing to do is recognize, yep, I'm putting my hand up. That's where I'm at. And you need to be prepared to take your foot off the gas, take a step back, even if it's just for a few weeks or a few months, get your house in order, and then you'll be able to propel your business forward very, very quickly. If you've got the mindset and kahunas to do that, you'll be very, very successful. If you don't, you're heading for a brick a brick wall at 100 miles an hour. Perfectly summed up, James. I agree with every word. And the good news is, the great news is, um, although you may not see it or think it at the moment, everybody, is there is a way to move forward from the success trap in a sustainable way. So start with reaching out um, and, and getting the ball rolling, redefining your definition of success, and then there is a way forward. Mark my words, you just haven't seen it yet. There's always a way forward. And I uh, love the positivity and this has been a great chat. Looking forward to uh, next time we catch up and talk more mortgage broker, broker acceleration. <laughs> Bye for now. Ash. Absolutely, James. Been a ripper. Likewise, mate. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.